I just think right now, women, especially in business, this is the year of women. I just know that. Life begins at 150 grand a year. Life gets better at 250, and life gets real good at 500. Nobody can tell me differently on it. When you start teaching something, I feel like that's when you start to master the actual art of it. You and I, when we publish a book, we can go toe-to-toe with any of the New York trade publishers, any of the big-time authors, and we get to compete in that marketplace and then let the market decide whether our stuff is good. People forget sometimes as an entrepreneur, the whole damn point of entrepreneurship is to make money. And now here is The Win with your hostess, serial entrepreneur, marketeer, and chief sexy boss. Have you ever wanted to stop the nine to five grind and start your own company? Do you want to have more control of your income and your time? Then now is that moment to start and grow a successful business. As a female entrepreneur, I have succeeded. I have bit the dust. I have bounced back to growth and prosperity. But this would not have been possible without first taking the leap and owning my own business. But I didn't do it alone. I hired my first business coach 13 years ago. And now I help small businesses, solo practitioners, and professionals double their income and triple their time off. So let me help you too. My gift to you today is a free one-on-one strategy session. So go to coachwithheather.com, coachwithheather.com. And let me help you double your income and triple your time off. Hi, everyone. My name is Heather Havenwood. And welcome, 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 welcome to Like a Boss. I'm super excited to have a very cool, badass woman on this show. Many of you know, of course, I'm a huge support of women, but it's not very often that I get entrepreneur women on the show. So I'm super excited to have this woman on the show. So Jennifer, are you there? Yes, I'm there. Hi, Heather. Yes, 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 yes. So Jennifer Carroll, I'm going to tell everyone who you are. Okay. Jennifer Carroll is a former TV news reporter turned wife, mother, desperate housewife, I gotta ask about that, <laughs> author, speaker, caregiver, and now widow. We're going to talk about that today and her very, very, I guess her personality and humor has been channeled her grief. And I, I, I think that's really important. We're going to talk about that today about how I was, I was on a, um, a comedy, you know, I did some comedy and stuff like that and how comedy really does help with grief. Um, it's turned her grief into a passionate message of resilience and lessons learned through her loss. Her motto is to engage her, her motto. Her motto is to engage people with laughter, move them from tears to inspiration. Um, let's talk about the name of your book. What's the name of your book? Beyond Invincible. How to live large, live long, and leave a profound legacy. So let's move into exactly what this is all about, okay? And this is about how you were a widow at the age 45. But that particular, your husband really had a profound impact on your life. And how is that? Oh, gosh. Yes, he did. What is this exactly all about? Yeah. I, yes, widow at, you know, he made his first millions in his 20s, but he made his first widow in her 40s. And it is a, it is a sad story to tell. I have, you know, channeled this loss and anger mm-hmm. and grief into 
this passion project where I really am hoping to save lives. I'm hoping to share our stories, not only about living large, because we had this great love affair. It was not perfect. Trust me, there was times of I thought if I shot him what I wanted to, I'd be out of prison by now. But he was the love of my life. And I we had this great, we raised these great kids. But he sadly never went to the doctor, didn't believe in going to the doctor. He was healthy. He thought he was healthy. He was fit. But he was diagnosed at 47 of prostate cancer. And our journey then became, over the course of five years, lessons that we had to learn living while he was dying. And I wrote this in this book in hopes to just share our story with others and allow them to gleam some insight into not only living large and how to live a great life, but also let's try to live long too, because length matters in life, right? Something that you talked about in the green where we were talking about how you had this profound privilege to marry this crazy alpha entrepreneur. And I kind of want to say that for a second because I understand that. Um, I, I didn't marry an entrepreneur. I am that alpha entrepreneur and it is a crazy life. It is a crazy life. And I think some of our spouses or boyfriends or girlfriends or whoever partners Many times when I talk to entrepreneurs that are crazy, uh, type A, crazy entrepreneurs, usually the, the, the person behind the scenes, their wife usually, they're like, oh my God, what did I sign up to? Like, what is this? Uh, right. Like I didn't have a gun in my head when I said I do. <laughs> I love you, but this is nuts. Right. So I find it fascinating that after his passing and you going through your own personal grief, you are becoming that entrepreneur. I wouldn't say you're crazy, right? But, but you are stepping into your own personal power. Mm-hmm. You're stepping into that entrepreneurship. But let's go back a little bit as, as marrying to him. What was it like married to him as a crazy type A entrepreneur? It was, it was a roller coaster ride and it was fun and I loved it. I, he, it was not a perfect marriage. It had its challenges, but it was super fun. We traveled the world. It was, you know, it's funny. I remember this one time I, we were meeting for lunch and I had to come sometimes book appointments with Phil because he was so busy and he said no to nothing. So I booked this lunch and I was going to sit down and say, Phil, you know, I have this, I heard this concept called staycation where you stay at home and you appreciate the backyard that you created and the home that you've created. And let's just do that for once instead of always being traveling somewhere. And as he sits down, he goes, Oh my God, I got to tell you this story. I met this guy and I'm getting kind of bored in my life. And I just, I want to go to Belize and I want to do this dive trip. And, and we're, and I'm looking at him going, Oh my God, I married an entrepreneur. Like I can't tell him ever about a staycation because this is never going to happen. No is not part of his vocabulary. It's like, what's next? What's next? What's next? Like, let's just keep exploring the world and let's ex- adventures. And, mm. and it was really, it was, it was, what's the word? It, it, it was sweet. intoxicating. It was intoxicating, adventurous, sweet, Aww. like choose your own adventure. Do you remember mm. those books when you were younger? I had, I had them and they, you could choose at the end of each like particular chapter, you could choose your own adventure. Aww. Did you have those books? That's yes. a, yeah. You could basically into the book like you could read the book like five different times, and each time you'd have a basically a new book because you choose your own adventure. That's what I hear is like your your beautiful marriage was about was choosing your own adventure, and I just I just want to revel in that for a minute. First of all, just acknowledging you for being an amazing partner to him and a wife and moving beyond his death and actually creating his voice beyond his death. Like you are seriously, 
making sure his work in the world is beyond, you know, his passing It's still living today. So I want to acknowledge you for that. That takes a lot of courage, but it also takes a certain kind of person that can do that. I don't know if anyone's ever acknowledged you for that, but I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Phil, when he was very sick, said just randomly one day, just out of the blue, you know, I have nothing left in my bucket list. And he's 52. Like that's pretty extraordinary. And it was almost like he, it's almost like he had knew, knew that he had to cram a hundred years into 50. And then he said something, he said, I just have one more. I'm going to be a great grandpa. And you know, I'm looking at this man that's just weighs less than me. And I'm just, you know, sadly, I mean, he was not going to live out that bucket, that last bucket list item. And I, but I realized that through, and thank you for that, because one of the things that I'm really wanting to do by helping him leave his legacy is he lived his life in such a way that he lived his legacy every day. And I've put down these philosophies of life. His name is Phil, his philosophies of life into this book, because I believe his grandkids will know Grandpa Phil because of the stories and the way he lived his life more significantly, but the stories that are shared, mm-hmm. not just in this book, but through his kids and through the people that call me all the time and say, you know, I was at this business meeting or I was out with my family and I thought, WWPD, what would Phil do? And it just warms my heart when I hear those stories because that is truly what Beyond Invincible is all about. Phil thought he was invincible, but he was actually, because he lived his life with such great passion and purpose and significance and with these philosophies of life, he's actually beyond invincible because he still is in my head. He's still here. That's really, I mean, I think that's really incredible to get a lesson that all of us as entrepreneurs, as business owners, just as people living on this planet that we be you know, we, we might feel right now we're invincible in our body, but you know, what are we going to do right now? Who are we going to be? What's our presence going to be in the world such that when we actually leave this world and our body, people are actually going to say, what would, what would Heather do? What would Jennifer yeah. do? Like, you know, that, that's, that's truly profound that not only you are continuing that, like you, you're actually continuing that energy. You're keeping him alive every single day by speaking this, by your book, by helping other people through his own philosophies. I mean, he's literally living through you and you're like this conduit, but I think that you are getting a lot about it for yourself as a woman and as a, a powerhouse empowerment woman. I'm just curious for you as your own personal journey now that you are really, truly an empty nester, we talked about in the green room a little bit. I think it's really profound. Like I'm a truly empty nester. I didn't do with my life. You know, what have you learned in the last couple of years for yourself as a woman? Well, because as you're saying that, yes, I am. It's a real testament to him <laughs> that I'm still involving a lot of my life around this incredible man. He was really extraordinary and it's not helping my love life. I'll tell you, I'm, I am single again at 50 ish. And I, I went for a bike ride with my niece the other day and she sat down and we're sitting there and she, we're drinking our water, taking a break. She goes, you know, Annie Jen, I think, I think you'd be a tough gal to date. I'm like, Oh gosh, like from the mouth of babes. And dare I ask why Megan? She goes, well, because you know, uncle Phil was amazing. And, and, and you talk about him all the time and you write books about him and you speak about him and I feel bad for any guy that dates you. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> so it isn't helping my love life, let me tell you. But because uh, I know there is love out there and I know Phil would want me. I mean, I'm 52 years, 
I guess three, 53. I forget. You kind of get to an age where you do forget. <laughs> I do too. Like the other day I was 49. So it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. But it's true. And dating is so different. But I am, like you said, yeah. and thank you for acknowledging me. I'm feeling like I'm now stepping into my own entrepreneurial yeah. shoes. And, and I was a news reporter. Then I met this crazy entrepreneur and my life just picked up and we were traveling and I just, it really wasn't conducive for me to be back in the, in that world with a job that was too demanding for kind of my lifestyle. So I chose not to, I wrote some children's books and I did some video productions and I did always had sort of a voice, but now I really have this freedom, you know, sadly, but it's the facts well, that I can do whatever I want. And I'm excited to kind it's of not launch sad it. Because I think one of the things to look at is that people, I know when I moved to Marco Island, I've lived there for a year, the average age is 85. That's kind of crazy when you're 32 years old, the average age is 85. You, you have a whole new lesson on <laughs> There's like, a dating wow. conversation. <laughs> yeah. The conversations were very different um, than like living in New York. But what was interesting to me is the people that were healthy, that were entrepreneurial, they were the ones that were truly actually healthy in their body. They would get right. to the island and they still had this whole life to live in their world. Like they're 80 or whatever age it matter. They still felt alive. Mm -hmm. And the people, and again, I'm not dissing, but this is like, I did like a survey because I was bored. I, nothing to do <laughs> so I did like a survey and the survey was like, the people that were unhappy. And what I mean by that, like, think of the grouchy guy, you know, you like get on his lawn and he comes out like, get off my lawn. Like that guy, you know what I mean? Or pick up your dog's poop or like screaming for no reason or like, just like being that guy. I'd always like be interested in them. Like, tell me more about you before they get pissed right. off. And they were the ones who worked for, let's say, you know, the police department for 30 years, or they worked for the government entity for 25 years and they got their, their box, you know, at the right. end of that time and got like kicked out and then mm -hmm. they had nothing to live for. So I think part of this journey with you, what I hear, I mean, that feels past. It's something you're living for. You're something that you actually want to have him make a profound difference on the planet. But because of that, you're making a profound difference on the planet. You are his voice right now. You know, and so many people, like I think of, you think of like Pastor or I think of Gandhi, people literally are the conduit of great people on this world, mm. but you are the voice. It's your voice. You know, it's really is your voice. And I think that one of the things to look at for yourself is like, look at, Hey, I am this voice. And I think you're helping other women who are widowed or, or other women who feel like they're empty nesters to have a voice. You know, I think that's really awesome. Well, uh, thank you so much. Well, oh, yeah. I know you introduced me and I, Tell it, me more. Is, it is what, you know, I am former news reporter turned wife, mother turned desperate housewife, which just to get into, like, I was kind of always struggling to find my voice because I was, I started as a career woman and then I married this crazy entrepreneur and I felt like in some ways I was very amiable and I, my family was first, I placed it first and my love. For, and so I chose to kind of put maybe some of my career needs to the side while I focused on raising this great family and blah, blah, blah. But then it went into, you know, how I then became a caregiver and now a widow. And so I've decided that I'm going to change that. I want it to be grieving widow because I did grieve. I, I really lost an, a very important part of my life. It has been 
very tough, but I want to be now. And I'm trying to figure, fill in that blank. Yeah. So, it's, so now, and I've got some ready. So now voice of resilience and rediscovery. Do you like that voice of rediscovery or do you like that voice of rediscovery? I really love voice of rediscovery. Cause I think women, we go through a rediscovery phase, especially after 40, every yeah. woman I talk to, like I have a few coaches and they're all my coaches are over 50 and they all are like girl at 40. There's a thing called 41. It, every woman, she's like, all my clients are in their forties, early forties. They go through this rediscovery phase and then I have a, a coach who she's 60. She's like, um, you'll do it again. Yes. 50. Like you literally yeah. recreate yourself. So I love the rediscovery. I think a okay. lot of people can relate. I think women do it more than men. Right. I'm going to compare there, but I think they do. I think it's because of our internal clock. I think it's the different kinds of phases we're in from childbearing to child raising to empty nesting. It's a, right. it's a phase thing. Um, and women like, res, you know, completely recreate who they say they are and that's what you're doing, but you're also leading the way for other women to do the same thing. Well, I hope so. Cause I, I am in a process of rediscovery. That's it. Like I'm yeah. trying to rediscover my life without Phil honor Phil use his story of life and death to hope save lives and help get through to other Phil's and hopefully they can have a, you know, have a different outcome and they can actually watch their son live out his dream and walk their daughter down the aisle when she gets married and grow old as the person they love because that makes a difference. And I get comments all the time with, I get pictures. I got send me pictures in their robes with like a thumbs up, like I'm getting checked. And when I speak, I have this bum where I say, because I, anyway, a story about, I bumped yeah, into my, no. my son's coach. So my son is a professional hockey player and I'm up in Canada. Phil's really sick. And this coach comes up to me after one of the practices and he says, I, I hear your husband is sick. I hear your son says he's dying. Let me ask what he has. I said, prostate cancer. He's like, I thought everyone survived. Pro I'm like, if you're, if you get checked and you're proactive about your health, you can be one of the 97% of people that survive prostate cancer. But Phil's wasn't that guy. And I'm like, by the way, coach, how old are you? Well, I'm, you know, 48. I'm like, you get checked, right? No, no, no. I, I don't get checked. I'm, I'm on the ice with the boys. I'm in great shape. I'm, I, I, and I hate going to the doctor and I don't need a doctor going there. If you know what I mean? And I just, and I'm non, I'm a non-confrontational person. I just lost it. It was like, I was looking at Phil healthy and I went, what? Like, are you kidding? No, you get checked. You get checked. And if you don't do it for you, you go do it for your wife and your kids. So you can watch your son live out his dream and you can walk your daughter down the aisle and you can grow old with the woman that you love because you know what? My Phil, he's home and he's sick and he's dying and he can't do that. I said to this coach and I looked, I'm like, you go in and you get checked. And you bend over and you take it like a man. He's like, holy shit, I'm usually taking a strip off your kid on the ice like that. But you know what? Fast forward three months, Phil's died of prostate cancer. We're back in Victoria at my son's hockey game. And Coach Jeff comes up and gives us his condolences and leans in and kind of looks around and goes, Jen, I, I went in and I got checked bent over, took it like a man. And you know what? When the doctor was putting on his glove, I said, doc, I'm doing this for a woman. And it's actually not my wife. <laughs> so that's my bit on bum is yeah. bend over and take it like a man. It's true. I think, you know, I was just in a, um, a meeting about an hour before our call and there was a gentleman there and he's getting his last radiation, his prostate cancer. And it's, um, and I have two friends that are neighbors. They went through breast cancer and they're 41. 
Um, it's, it's a real, they're both healthy. I think it's a real thing. I think as a, as an entrepreneur, you have to really realize your health is everything. Um, I think that entrepreneurship, we give, give, give so much that sometimes we forget we have to fill back up. Um, you know, and I think it's really great your message because you're not just saying, Hey, get checked and prosecute prospect. You're, you're, you're saying, Hey, make sure you're healthy for for everyone else in your life. You know, make sure that you can be that crazy entrepreneur, but make sure that there's people around you that love you and adore you and want to make sure that they're, that you're around for them. And that's, that's a beautiful message, Jennifer. Well, and I do try, like that is part of my goal because I think this personality is a fix it personality. They fix everything and they take care of everything. And they have a bit of a God complex per se, at least I knew of one of them. (laughs) And when I draw, you know, I want to show and I show images of Phil and I show images and I want them to see this 90 year old dying man. That's in fact, a 52 year old entrepreneur. And I want to have them see images of this man a year earlier with his son playing hockey in the backyard and his daughter surfing with his daughter. And I want to say, I want them to recognize that, wow, that's me. I'm that great guy that does all these great things and is a great husband and, and is successful. And, but wow, that happened to him. He was in good shape. He looked amazing. He, he ran marathons and, and he's not, he's, he's that 90 year old dying man. Whoa. And that's where the light bulb goes off because it's not just about them. It's about all the people. Like it is so sad that my son plays professional hockey. It was Phil's dream. I mean, when I squeezed out that baby and he's in Phil's arms and he's crying and I'm like, is it a boy? Phil's wiping his eyes. It's a hockey player. Like this kid came out a friggin' hockey player and Phil never got to see him play one professional hockey game. And his daughter, you know, isn't married yet, but she's going to walk down the aisle one day without her dad. And and I'm freaking single at my, in my fifties, which is not fun. That's another podcast conversation. <laughs> That's another podcast conversation. Dating after di- divorce yeah, slash widow. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I'm proud. I'm proud to be honoring Phil and sharing. You are honoring thing. Phil, but you're also helping spread a message beyond way just Phil. And I think that you're beyond legacy. I mean, that's really, you're creating a legacy for him and for you. Cause I, I, I don't know if you know this is a lot about me. Whenever I work with a, client or whenever I work with an entrepreneur or group and I'm working with men's usually, um, I always ask them, uh, who's, so who's your, who's the girl behind the scenes? Like, I'm always like, who's, who's the girl? they always have one. Right. So right. I'm meeting with some people earlier today and it's a, uh, it's all men except he said, okay, her name's Jennifer. Um, Jennifer's our assistant. Uh, she, we do nothing without her. So in my world, I'm like, okay, so Jennifer holds all the power. <laughs> yes. I'm like, Hey, Where's Jennifer, forget you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, Hey, you know, because I know, I know what it takes to be a powerful, powerful woman behind a powerful man. It's, it takes something, yeah. you know, it really does. And I honor, I honor you, but I honor every woman out there that's helped mm. build a man's company, build them, you know, be the CEO of their of their family. It takes something. I was that person. I was behind the scenes a lot building other people's company, building my ex fiance's company from zero to 1.5. Like I was that person and I get what it takes to be supportive and to be loving and to, 
take all of everything that it just, I just, I know what it feels like. And sometimes feeling like you don't have a voice. And so you coming out and saying, Hey, I really honor this person that I supported is such a, a beautiful story. And it really is just, it kind of gives, um, so many women who are out there, many women, but so many women that have supported their husbands, a voice to say, Hey, yeah, I really, I did this cause I loved him. And I did this because I, um, honor him and we have a great love story. I think that's a really important just really important in today's age. I agree. Thank you for that. Cause I do feel that I, 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 yes, I am proud of the life I had with Phil and that story and that chapter, we all have stories and, and there will be another story and there should be. And, but I'm, I'm, I like being in us, you know, and I, I, I love men. I love this man in my life. And I know there will be other men in my life that I will give love to and, get love from, but that we will compliment each other. And I don't need someone to fulfill me or complete me. I just want to have that partner, you know, someone that I can travel the world with and share my life together with. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's important, but I've learned, I will say in the last six years, I have also found great strength and grounding in who I am and recognize probably I revolve my life a little bit too much around Phil's life and that that would be a story I'd like to share, you know, maybe in future books where we should, you know, we should have our own voice and we should have, and even, even finances, like a credit card that has, is creating our credit because I literally, he died and I couldn't even buy a car because I had no credit. And I'm, I'm a smart woman, but the guy's like, uh, if you bought anything, you have the credit of an 18 year old. And so I just, you know, I've learned a lot of things that I'd like to gleam Two women yeah. about keeping their independence while still being in love with a great man. And he's not going to be perfect and you're not going to be perfect and no marriage is perfect. Trust me, mine was not either. But also to keep your independence and to have your own credit and have your own understanding of your finances and his finances. So if he, there was, is that proverbial bus that hits one day that you're a little bit, you're not quite as caught off guard as I was. Because as brilliant as Phil was as a financier, our shit was not in order. Right. I was in a four and a half year probate. I think what, you know, one of the lessons here that I'm hearing is that you can be in love and you can have the love of your life, but don't you keep your eye off being independent and interdependent. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And it's a really key piece. I know that for myself, I've had to learn that lesson and to be in love and yet still be a me yes. and keep the, the relationship as a third party entity, not it consumes me. I know I've gone through that, my own journey around that and having to really um, keep my independence inside of the interdependence. I think that's a very important lesson. So where can they find this book? Where can they find you? At jenniferlcarroll.com. And it's my website and you can go on there and there's a link to my books. I'm, I'm even got a special um, little offer there. I pay it forward. So if you want to buy bulk books, you can get 40% off and then pass it out to your people and say, thank you for being a valued part of my life. And you know what? keep living large, but also could you keep living long? Cause I want you around kind of a deal. I so. love that. So give us, when you're ending here, let's give us a philism. Gosh, a philism, a philism. Phil was so positive. He was, he literally, it was almost like he had bulletproof wrist guards and he was, I, I remember this story. At the, he was in the hospital and he was sitting there on his, you know, on this op, on this, the hospital table and this nurse was standing there and we were going to get a blood transfusion. She yells out, 
be positive. And it rattled me, rattled Phil. And I look up and I said, we try to be positive. You know, we're doing our best here. And she kind of says, no, 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 sweetie. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to the nurse behind you. He know she needs to know your husband's blood type. It's be positive. Uh, I'm like, oh my God. And Phil's like, I, I'm so loved that I'm be positive. And it's true. It was like, he was so positive. It was in his blood. He was it just was in his blood because he's like, that positive. You no, know, he was like born with rose colored glasses. And I know there's people that say that it's maybe not, and, and it's not the best way to live is through rose colored glasses. But I watched this man live that way. And maybe the rose colored glasses didn't allow him to see that he should get checked and that would be the demise. But other than that, he lived this really positive life. And I think we can all choose to see how, what comes at us in life and see the, the blessings and have the gratitude and life happens for us. It happens to us and for us. And we're always challenged by things and there's always going to be negative stuff coming our way, but to just see the positive, mm-hmm. I think is one of the biggest philisms is that that man literally just wouldn't gossip. He wouldn't watch a movie that wasn't positive. He, he would just, he just really filled his life with this, a positive, you know, right down to his blood. He was positive. <laughs> well, that's, I love that. That's thank you. Philisms. Be, <laughs> be that's what be positive. The blood type be positive. <laughs> I never even right. thought of that. I'm just really honored. So I want to wrap it up, but I, Jennifer L. Carroll's at C-A-R-R-O-L-L.com. I just want to you know, acknowledge you again for who you are and that you are giving him a voice beyond the grave as we call it. But more importantly, you're being a voice for every woman out there that says, Hey, you know, I, I want to stand up and have my own voice. How can I do that? You are truly, you know, creating your own path and walking the path less traveled. And I think that says a lot for who you are as, as a person, but also as a powerful woman. So I, I want to make sure people know that about you and who you are. And I just want to acknowledge that for you publicly. Heather, thank you. And thank you because what you're doing is providing a vehicle for these conversations. And I do, I feel like I've just been sitting, having a cup of coffee with you. Um, So you're darling, but what you're doing is awesome. And I'm, I think I mentioned earlier, I'm a bit of a Heather wannabe. I think Ah! that would be super cool. I would love to. Oh, you're doing. adorable. I appreciate, I appreciate that. So um, I'm like all blushing. So, <laughs> um, so I want to make sure we wrap it up to JenniferLCarroll.com. That's JenniferLCarroll.com. Go check her out right now. Again, this is Heather Havenwood. HeatherHavenwood.com. Like a boss. Just saying. Hey, it's Heather. Is your digestion feeling off? Are you often hungry even though you're eating enough and taking supplements? Are you struggling to burn off that last bit of stubborn fat? that will not go away no matter how hard you diet or exercise. I guess I'm talking about myself here. See, it might be your gut. It was mine. That's why I am so excited to announce that P3OM, the Navy SEAL of probiotics, is now available at energywithheather.com. Look, tens of thousands of real people, including myself, has used P3OM to manage constipation, bloating, gas, acid reflux, abdominal pain, and much more. Look, as you'll learn when you go to energywithheather.com, P3OM uses unique and patent strand that has been proven in lab tests to deliver the right bacteria to your gut. So your body has what it needs to let go of all that fat. So look, what are you waiting for? Go to energywithheather.com. That's energywithheather.com. 
Thank you for listening to The Win with Heather Havenwood. Interested in coaching with Heather? Go to heatherhavenwood.com and sign up for a business discovery consultation. Here is your free gift for listening. Get three audio chapters of Heather's book, Sexy Boss, How Women Empowerment is Changing the Rulebook, when you text the word sexy to 7200. Again, text the word sexy, that is S-E-X-Y, to 7200, and receive your three audiobook chapters. Number is good only in North America. This is a sexy boss rap. This podcast is a copyright of Havenwood Worldwide, LLC.